0: Howdy, and welcome to this episode of the FPL jingle that features Own Kanhidi and also Stephen Meiselbach for a change. How are you Steve?
1: I'm sat here in my Arsenal jersey and my Arsenal jumper and my Arsenal pants and my Arsenal socks and my Arsenal slippers. Uh, I'm starting to believe Owen and hope is a dangerous thing. Hope can kill a man.
0: It's a Europa League win after that impressive two two draw against Sporting C P.
1: <laughs> I was more talking about the three uh, two win against Bournemouth with Reese Nelson's winner in the ninety seventh minute. But yeah, I suppose we can touch on the the two all draw against Sporting in a in a in a competition that we don't really care too much about.
0: Uh it depends. If like, there comes a stage where you care a lot about it. Maybe a quarter final. Um but yeah I, uh, it's one of those results going back to Bournemouth it's one of those results that stinks of a team you know that just has things happening for them you know it's it's uh, the type of result that you know a good Man United used to get back in the day or mm. yeah like there's that. a lot of people
1: making those comparisons to Fergie time and things like that and uh, I think it was a little bit more frequent with United and that's why it became synonymous with them but uh like look you know it was it was uh it was uh, the type of win that uh, you see a team that, that go on and win the league um but uh yeah there's obviously still a big challenge from city they're obviously not going to give up on the title they are five points behind but they do uh, we do have to go to the uh, eddie had to play them so if they win that game it's two points and then you know a draw somewhere can flip it completely so still a long way to go but like you know the the <laughs> with every every passing game week we're getting closer and closer to the finish line so you're starting to believe a bit a bit more every week
0: Uh, yeah absolutely uh, something that occurred to me this morning uh, I remember a few years ago looking back at teams that had won the league and every team had a prolific striker you know you had Rooney Aguero, Diego Costa, Jamie Verdi, uh, maybe at City Last year, you might say there was no standout striker for the first time, and then I was thinking to myself, Arsenal don't have a striker, you know, uh, of, of that stature. I was wondering, is it well, I mean, there be like something that'll hold City them back? The,
1: City won the last couple with Jesus primarily playing. You know, they they probably did have a, They did have Aguero, but it was Jesus probably getting more minutes definitely, and they were just kind of um shared the goals like everyone kind of got involved and that's kind of what's happening at the moment obviously Jesus being out for the last 4 months with his injury at the world cup hasn't been ideal but has stepped up uh, at times Saka Martinelli Odegaard uh so you know this it's kind of almost like a committee type thing you know like even Jack uh, pitched in early on in the season Partey's chipped in a few like so, you're kind of getting these goals from everywhere, and no, you're not too reliant on one player, which I think makes it harder for the opposition to try and game plan against you if they think that the goals could potentially come from anywhere on the pitch.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that is uh, the Pep slash Arteta dream. Uh, so, yep, let's see, let's see how it goes. Uh, how many third, how many weeks have we left? Is that is that twelve game weeks left?
1: Something like There's that. There's 38 game weeks in the season, so yeah, what are we 26? on, game week 26, so yeah, something like
0: that, yeah. I think it's 12. Um, so on the topic of all your Arsenal clothing, do you not own anything else? Is this what you're going to get married in? What's the story there?
1: It's gonna. It's what I'm going to die, I'd be buried in anyway, yeah, that's for sure.
0: Your Arsenal badge-shaped coffin. <laughs>
1: I don't know if i fit in that, one
0: uh, well, can, they could make it big enough. I don't know. Maybe they'll curl <laughs> you into a ball. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was about to say you just curl me up into before the rig and water sets in, and then I'll be fine.
0: Maybe just shoot you out of a cannon. Maybe that should be the Arsenal team's funeral.
1: Do you think someone's proposed that in like their last will that to be shot out of a cannon or something? Do you think like that's something that like maybe like Evil Can Evil would have suggested or something?
0: So. On, on, on the topic of teams doing things for people, I know Ray in the Draft League got uh, a card from Bielsa congratulating him on his wedding. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like oh. know, a signed card that, that one of his friends got organized. Uh,
1: Hopefully he got it before Bielsa got the sack. Otherwise, it seems a bit it, sad it was, now.
0: It was before. Then. I, th- I think the team signed it as well. I should look that up. Uh, it was a very nice gift for him to have gotten being such a diehard Leeds fan for so long.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um like to his detriment, like to probably I think it's generally <laughs> taken years off of his life.
0: Absolutely. Um all right Steve, so big news in the world of regular fantasy and also draft maybe later on, but you did wildcard out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, I did. I did. Um the more I thought about it as the longer uh the week went on, the more I decided that I wanted to do it, so I ended up bringing in uh, three Brentford lads—uh, Henry, Pinnock, and Tony. I brought in three, um, Brighton lads. I brought in Estepinian, March, and Sanchez. Uh, I swapped out De Bruyne for Fernandez, which um, you know, freed up a bit of room. I brought in Zinchenko. I swapped over to Batman. There was a good, a good few changes I made, and uh, let me just say that for game week twenty six, it did not pay off.
0: Um, no, for game week twenty six. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. So let, let's if if we look at uh, the fact that you have two Brentford players, and even Tony did well, and Stoopin. in. I mean, would your team have done much better? Kevin De Bruyne only blanked or something this week. So, you know, I I don't think I'd say it was a bad wild card. Looking at it, I don't I don't think you can say, oh Jesus, I wish I got these guys instead. I mean, what should you have bought yeah. in a lot of Liverpool players? Not based on the information we had.
1: No, no, no. I, I like you know a lot of it, um, the high scores would have come from that Liverpool game with people having Salah or Darwin or Gakpo or play, uh, Trent, for example. But like that, that was a freak result. I, I, like, you can't really beat yourself up about something like that happening, like a seven nil. Against United, <laughs> like you know, there nobody saw that coming. So, yeah, no, can't beat yourself up about that one.
0: Oh, Jamie Carragher enjoying his can of Seven Up on air. I um, think there's yeah. a bit
1: more in that can than Seven Up.
0: Oh yeah, what like drugs or hair? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined it on. You've ruined it. Um, Why the fuck do I do the show with you?
0: No idea. So clearly you had uh, one or maybe both eyes on the doubles coming up uh, bringing in three Brentford, three Brighton players. Sanchez we'll discuss later on, he got dropped so that's a bit of a nuisance and then Fernandez, after his blank, are you're content keeping for the Southampton game?
1: Yeah, yeah, Southampton who have appointed Celas as their basically kind of caretaker manager until the end of the season like they're they they got a one nil win against Leicester, but they didn't look very convincing in it. Leicester really should have got a draw out of it if they had any sort of nous about them trying to put the ball in the net. Um, and they go to a United team in good form, um, fresh off the back of a four one win in the Europa League. So they'll uh, they'll be fancying their chances against that sp- uh, poor Southampton side.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, Southampton, of course, business end of the season, they'll be they'll be scrapping for every point they can get. But you know, if they're just not good enough, they're just not good enough. Meanwhile, over at I think my team name is Immortality Beckons. I think that's yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Do you know your team name?
1: Uh, Ode, uh, Ode to Jesus.
0: Uh, In both regular and draft, is it?
1: Yeah, yeah, just very boring. It is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> alright all right. immortality beckons from a fucking game over like what two years ago now
0: people don't forget Steven they do forget you forgot you just people forgot just now people don't forget I was wondering how you to forgot it. Uh, I got a 47 I did score 7 points more than you mainly due to Mitoma's performance he got me 13 points that was a goal plus the 3 bonus I think or something uh, we had
1: a goal, an assist, and three bonus. Or no, so he would have got uh two and a clean sheet, three, a goal, eight, uh nine, ten, eleven, and then two. Yeah, two bonus.
0: Two bonus. Um. Yeah, captain haaland there with the assist. That's eight points. Uh, Ben White scored a goal late on, which was nice for me. um Kepa in goals for six, and then that's it. Tarkowski, Davis, Martinelli, De Bruyne, Saka, Rashford, Kane did nothing. Uh, I had Ward in goals on eleven points for Leicester. Um, didn't certainly wasn't going to play him. Who did? Who did they even take on? Was it Leeds or something?
1: I just I just told oh, you Southampton. Uh, he uh, saved yeah. a penalty and got uh, three bonus uh, points. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, In in draft I was playing against Thomas, who had Ward Prowse, so that was a pleasant sight for me. Um. But yeah, it 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 now comes to a difficult stage in in fantasy where where you're trying to organise your team for the double and blank game weeks coming up. Um, making transfers is a much longer, harder decision. I find uh, when mm-hmm. you're when you're when you're considering it. Um, I think I think we have we kind of cover a lot of that in the question section, so maybe we'll come back to it then. Uh, a quick look at our bankers and outside picks first, Steve.
1: Sure, yeah. So we had uh, Saka, who um, didn't do anything surprisingly in that game against Bournemouth, where they won 3-2. We had Haaland, who got an assist in the game against Newcastle. They won 2-0. We had Rashford, who blanked in that 7-0, which we also discussed at the start. I went for Cody Gakpo as my outside assist, which was or outside pick, which was a great shout, because he got a goal and an assist in that game. Tidy goal, and then too. He went f- yeah, it was a very nice goal. Uh, was it two goals, actually? Or was it one? I think it was one. Ah, doesn't one. matter. I think it was one. Uh, and then you went for Evan Ferguson.
0: Yeah. Uh, for- I, so I was disappointed. He kind of got the assister's assist on one or two occasions. Uh, seemed to be heavily involved up until he did get the curly finger at some stage. Uh, I'll be holding on to him, certainly for the double game week. I I, I think there's more to come from Evan Ferguson.
1: Gakpo did have two goals, by the way.
0: Did he? What a madman. Yep. I'm I I, I was still believe like that that his performances at PSV weren't that impressive. Maybe it's his World Cup that got him to Liverpool. Very interesting to see it definitely helped. how he goes. Yep. Um so two hitters and three blankers for us in the the bankers and outside pick section. Not a good week.
1: No, a bit of a mixed bag. Um but I mean like in the the games that we picked players they were high scoring, they just didn't go in our favour.
0: Very true. Very true. Um Okay Oak, that's gonna do it for the opening section, unless Steve you've any exciting insights for us, which I doubt.
1: Uh we'll save it for the second half. Keep people entertained, you know. Gotta to, gotta to, gotta to give them a bit of a hook and a reason to stick around, you know.
0: And with that, we'll roll the commercials. Here we go, game week 27. Question time with all Healy and Stephen Meiselbach. This week has two double fixtures in it. Southampton will take on Brentford in, in a game that you won't watch. And Brighton play against Crystal Palace on Wednesday. That game at seven thirty in the evening—nice bit of midweek entertainment. Oh, these these are both on at the same time. I see they're called Match Day Seven and Match Day Eight. Obviously yeah, games, I was waiting games, for you
1: to pick up that they're playing, being played at the exact same yeah. time.
0: Both games uh, coming from around the Queen's funeral, I guess. Palace being a lovely yeah around fixture. that, yeah.
1: Actually, That's the Brighton uh, the Brighton Palace one is due to. Um, train strikes that were on that day so the match had to be postponed and then i think they had it scheduled for earlier this year and then they had more train strikes scheduled on that day so they had to push it to this date Jesus. so that's that's what that's about
0: when i was in the netherlands they had train strikes and they actually gave the train drivers what's the word for that conductor they gave them whatever yeah. the uh whatever they wanted they, them, they said all right fair enough
1: well, wow uh, imagine that
0: yeah so, there you go. A
1: functional society
0: was a total fucking disaster for me though Because I had people visiting, and at the same time they went ahead and chopped the main fucking road through the Netherlands in half, and you had to detour around so no trains and the main road is closed That's oh, my that's that sounds my like a nightmare gripe of the week <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: It's not well, even we, from this week. It's from week. It's it's from, from a long ago. long
0: time ago. It's from around the time of the Spa Grand Prix last year. If, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. If you must know. Anyways, game week 27. Who are we going to captain this time around? Maybe you'll pick someone from a double game week. Maybe a Zaha or a Matoma. Uh, they have some nice fixtures. Or maybe you'll stick like me to Erling Holland every week and feel safe.
1: Well, I'm surprised, Don, that you didn't say Ivan Tony when you were mentioning players. I would have thought he was the first player that would have come to your mind from the double game week teams this week. Um, I think Salah is a pretty good shout. Uh, they play Bournemouth, and in the seven games Salah has against Bournemouth, he's scored eight goals and got an assist. So he really enjoys playing against that team, let's just say that. Mm. Um, one other option might potentially be Rashford, again, at home to Southampton. A uh, nice fixture for them. He scored in the... Europa League against Bettis so you know he's um, consistently finding the net still Um, then if you wanted to kind of go a bit left field are you looking then at potentially Kane at home to Nottingham Forest although you know they just got knocked out of the Champions League and there doesn't seem to be very good vibes around it Um, obviously Conte is leaving at the end of the season although it hasn't been confirmed but it's the like the most well known secret um, Kane, I think, is kind of questioning his future now, whether he wants to stay or not. So, uh, Richarlison also complained after the game that he didn't, he isn't getting the minutes, and criticised Conte publicly. So, there's a bit of drama going on around them. Um, Arsenal play Fulham away, so maybe someone like Saka, but I really think it's probably between Haaland or Salah, really.
0: Mm. I, I I do think Ivan Toney is a good shout as well, when you mention him. They go yeah. away to face Everton. Maybe that'll be a tough fixture for them. And they also travel to play Southampton. Two away fixtures, but two terrible teams.
1: Yeah, two terrible teams, but also Brentford's form away from home isn't great. Their their attacking stats aren't very good, so probably something to bear in mind that like unless you're you kind of might be a small bit reliant on kind of like maybe like penalties or something. So you know, um City uh, have a game against Palace away, Palace defence isn't great, although it's that that ground is a pretty hard place to go and get a result. Um yeah, I, I for me personally I'm probably leaning towards Salah. Um, this week if you have him,
0: Salah or perhaps Rashford, maybe the top two picks.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably have uh, Haaland ahead of Rashford.
0: Hmm. You, yeah, yeah, it's a good, good, tough week for picking captain. Tough week for picking captain. Um, I'd probably. I potentially could make a move to Salah this week. Maybe get rid of Kevin. Bring in Mohamed. I might do that, because obviously Kev is slight rotation risk and not scoring or assisting these days. But I mean, if if he turns around and gets two goals and an assist, like you just say, fair enough, that's Kevin De Bruyne. So it's... uh, yeah, it's interesting. Picks.
1: I mean, like, um, Kevin played in the, um, the FA Cup game they had midweek and scored and then played 60 minutes against Newcastle and then was subbed off for Bernardo Silva, who went on and scored a goal. So, at the time, I was thinking it was a crazy decision from Pep to take De Bruyne off because they were only one nil up and they were looking for a second. But it ended up being the right call in the end because they Bernard Silva added a bit more of uh, the a bit more energy to the midfield. So that there's possess. a little bit something there with De Bruyne. His spot isn't like I mean, like yeah, he probably does start in a in a in most games, but it's not as it's not as a hundred percent nailed on as it used to be. It's maybe more like ninety percent now.
0: What we need to get eyes on is how red is his face during games, and if it's very, very red, like my can of Coca-Cola Zero, then uh then maybe you don't have him in your team.
1: Ah, oh, shoot me. Um uh, yeah, so anyway, that was a great way to end that question on. Moving swiftly onwards, we move on to the next one.
0: Bob Sanchez, the Brighton goalkeeper who Often is a safe choice in fantasy football. Got dropped last week or night by Deserby. Um, sounds like a performance thing. He guy, I haven't heard of Jason Steele. Have I? Is he a guy who's been kind of floating around the league for a while?
1: Oh, and you do know him. He was Sunderland till I die, fame.
0: Ah, do you know why I know him? Yeah, because I played with him in in uh, Football Manager.
1: Yeah, probably. Thirty two. Yeah, no he market value uh, yeah, of 650k yeah a bit of a journeyman alright but like he's um, he's kind of had that uh, backup keeper spot at Brighton now for a couple of seasons and I think yeah it was a bit of a surprise before the game against West Ham that he was starting and deserve he just basically said that he was um, this is the right game for him that he was prepared and uh, he thought he thought he was more ready than Sanchez was and Yeah, kind of, for me, who just uh, wild-carded and brought in Sanchez, it was a bit annoying because you're thinking then, well, like, is he going to start for this double game week? Is he not? And the indication might seem to be that he isn't, that they might stick with Steele, and this is a kind of um, maybe a, a... the way way of Deserby saying to Sanchez he needs to up his performance levels if he wants to get a spot back, or maybe they might have had a potential fallen out, but there's been no reports of that. So it's a bit of an odd one, all right. So we'll wait and see how it goes. Typically there's no drama really out of Brighton that I can think of, so apart from the Moises Caicedo thing, but um you know, that's resolved now. He signed an extension, so they they dealt with that fairly well. So yeah, like we'll just have to wait and see really.
0: Mm. Uh, there was also consternation around Trossard's move. But, um, yeah, but
1: again, they had that solved fairly quickly. They, they they knew Arsenal were in looking for a winger, sold him, got him out the door quick. Like It never really deteriorated much beyond Trossard and and Deserby having a bit of a fallout, and then he was gone. And to be honest, they haven't really missed him. Uh, he's done well at Arsenal. They have continued to kick on themselves, so it kind of worked out well for both parties.
0: So then, Steve... Brighton have a double game week. They'll play Leeds and then Palace. It's a nice, tasty week, but is Bob Sanchez going to play at all? Or, Steve, for you, are you just going to play Kepa instead? You know, he'll yeah, be so opposed I, against Leicester. For
1: me, for me anyway, with my team as it is, I'm going to have um, Fernandez, Rashford, and Haaland all with blanks for the following week in Week 28. So, I'm going to keep the this transfer and use it potentially that week in case I need to make two transfers. I think using a transfer now to try and get Sanchez out, like, do I try and bring in David Rea? If so, I've already got too many Brentford players, which means I'd have to take a hit, and it isn't really worth it, I don't think. Um, It'd be more well-served to be saving that free transfer for next week. You know, I'll stick with Kepa. They have away a Leicester, which isn't a bad fixture for them. And if he gets a clean sheet out of it, I don't think I can be that disappointed.
0: Uh, No, no. But um, I mean, generally, you'd have been delighted to have Brighton's goalkeeper for two game weeks or whatever, a double game week. That looks pretty like, nice. Yeah, the other
1: thing is the other thing is that if you're confident that Jason Steele's going to start, you could waiver him or uh, waiver. Sorry, you could transfer him in. But I mean, that's a bit of a risk and one that I yeah. think isn't really worth taking and using a free transfer on.
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't think I'd be using a free transfer to bring in Jason Steele, the 32-year-old Sunderland icon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, moving along swiftly. I don't think we've really answered that one. If you have Bob Sanchez, worry about it. I suppose is what we're trying to say, and maybe play. <laughs> well, if
1: you have Bob Sanchez, right? To boil it down, if you have Bob Sanchez, but you have a reliable second keeper, just use the sec. Start Bob Sanchez, and then you can use the second keeper if needs be. If you mm-hmm. don't have a reliable second keeper, then you probably do need to think about using a free transfer. If you have someone like who isn't who's cheap uh, on the bench. Like Iverson or something, then yeah, you probably do have a potential issue that you need to address and use the free transfer there because otherwise you will be losing out on points. Um, it's not worth uh trading uh Sanchez out for Jason Steele or for David Raya and then taking a hit if you have too many Brentford players. If you don't have that many Brentford players, then yes, it's worth doing.
0: And la- last but not least, are you going to start Bob Sanchez and then if he plays, yeah. he plays, yeah, and otherwise you have Kepa coming in. Uh, correct, okay. yeah, yeah yeah all right, so this one sounds a bit pointed. What does someone do if they've wildcarded this week or last week?
1: Uh, I think if you've wild carded this week, you're definitely looking to capitalize on the double game weeks. So like we mentioned, Brentford and um Brighton are probably the two teams that you want to focus on. Um, you're probably looking at uh, two defenders from Brentford and Ivan Tony up top. And for Brighton, you're probably looking at a combination of uh, either Estepenian or Dunk, let's say, or, um, yeah, no, really, those are the only two defensive options I'd think about. And then you're thinking either... Sorry?
0: I'm wondering, is it the the cleverest thing to bring in that many Brentford and Brighton players um, that you will have to move on eventually and bring in, you know, regular, decent fantasy footballers?
1: Well, the other thing you have to remember, Owen, is that in week twenty-nine, there's a big double game week, and they, and then you can use your bench boost on those guys as well. So even if they don't start, you can put them on the bench, and they'll still earn points for you that way. So, no, I think it does make sense to do to to do that.
0: Big bench boost game week twenty-nine.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then, yeah, you kind of have the conundrum then of do you go for Matoma or do you go for March or do you go for McAllister or do you get two of them? Um, I personally went for March, probably should have gone for Matoma. A little bit regretful about that, but look, it's done now. Um, What's important to remember is that Solly March takes the corners and free kicks into the box. Um, And then McAllister takes the penalties. Obviously, McAllister McAllister scored a penalty in the 4-0 win against Brighton. Uh, Matoma got an assist and scored a goal. Uh, got the assist, four, winning the penalty and scored a goal in that game. So, you know, they're 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 the two lads that are probably in the most form at the moment. Um, and then, uh, other than that, then you're probably thinking, um, what are the three best Arsenal assets to bring in? You're probably thinking someone like either Ben White or maybe Zinchenko or Saliba. Probably Zinchenko because he is impactful in the final third. He's got a couple of assists lately. Uh, gets crosses into the box, gets forward, is on the ball a lot, so he's likely to get bonus points. And then it's kind of Saka and then either well, Martinelli or, o- or Odegaard. Sorry? Right,
0: I think Saliba's rotation-proof. White got dropped for the last game. Tim Yasu is a uh, serviceable yeah. right-back. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he is, but I don't...
1: Yeah, we were we we're I was actually talking about this um the other just the, today that Taniyasu I think in order to play well he needs consistent game time. The last couple of appearances he's made, he started and then been hooked at halftime because he hasn't played that well. Like the game against Bournemouth when they went in 1-0 down at halftime he didn't play great, and then the game before that was City when he made the terrible back pass to De Bruyne to put them 1-0 up. So, you know, it's a bit inconsistent there. So White is more than likely the starter in that position. Um but I think, yeah, you're right. probably looking at Sinchenko or Saliba, really. And then, yeah, so... And then after that, then, it's your regulars, your Haaland, your Kane, your Rashford. And, uh, yeah, like, it really depends, then, on the... How much you want to deviate from more or like what's called, like, the template, for example. Like, you probably want to have one Newcastle defender in there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that, that would be probably still high-ownership players... I, I currently have two of them, but Newcastle's form is not inspiring me to put them into my starting lineup. I think I think I might end up getting rid of Dan Byrne, holding on to Kieran Trippier. Um, but we shall see with them. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah diff- difficult tell. weeks with with what? difficult weeks with the wild card, and then um, yeah, the massive game with twenty nine, maybe free hits and and bench boosts, as you mentioned, Steve getting used up these coming weeks. I think I still have a triple captain to use, which I may end up using game week 29. Yeah. Could use all my What's chips important. that week.
1: What's important with uh, Newcastle to remember is that they, they do, over the next five game weeks, they do have the, the easiest fixture fixtures of anyone. Uh, it is uh, So they have Wolves, Nottingham Forest, a double game week then against United and West Ham, and then Brentford and Villa. So... Just something to bear in mind as well, you know. Um, Probably worth holding on to at least one Newcastle defender, but probably not worth having two.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Spurs assets, are they worth picking up? Um, As a frustrated Dejan Kulzewski owner, I wonder are they. I also recently picked up Emerson Royale in draft. He did nothing, didn't even start. Uh, Davis is in my team. I actually got rid of Kilman to bring in Davis and lost out on four points and a free transfer because of that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Spurs are probably letting people down fantasy-wise. Kane is even not his usual self.
1: Yeah, like, well... It's it's not that Kane isn't his usual cell phone. He's got eighteen goals and six assists this season. He's playing really really well, but it's just getting overshadowed by Haaland and his twenty seven goals this season. Like you you take you take Haaland out of it, and Kane is like on track for like being the top goal scorer as he as like and like that consistent level, you know, of the last few seasons. But, uh, like, yeah, Spurs are just going through a bit of a rut at the moment, like, you know, they had uh, they had a loss to Leicester, they had a win against West Ham, a win against Chelsea, and then a bad loss against Wolves, they're knocked out of the Champions League now, like, uh, kind of some of the stuff I was saying before, like, you know, Kante is out the door at the end of the season, uh, how motivated is he really to try and finish in the Champions League spots, uh, you got Liverpool breathing down their neck now in great form, Um. Richarlison is hit out uh in the press saying that he deserves to play more minutes and that he, he's playing shit and the season has been bad. Um so yeah, just you know, they, they do have nice fixtures coming up, but you just do wonder what the, the team is gonna is gonna be like for those games.
0: Yeah, I know they have that easy run, which might inspire you to hold on to a Hyung Min son or or a Koleszewski. Um but They've been, you know, they've been Spurs that just let you fucking down. <laughs> they, yeah, I don't know yeah. that they they had an okay start to this season. It was a kind of okay to hold on to a Spurs defender and Kane, but um, yeah, Son's had an awful season. ha has like two goals and a few assists this year, which is absolutely awful. Um, and should we be picking them up right now? I'm probably looking elsewhere on the league before I'm picking up any Spurs boys. Yeah.
1: Uh, I I wouldn't be picking up anyone other than Kane. Um I think like you look at the supporting cast he has around him. Sons done nothing, Kulusevski's done nothing. There's no other players in midfield that you'd want. Um Emerson Royale is prone to rotation now with Pedro Porro. Um Perišić and Davies can both play left wing back or Davies can play left center center back, but Perišić might get the bench. You know, I think Dyer and is is out f- with a small injury at the moment. Larice is out with a longer term injury. It's just, yeah, there there's not S. many positives I can pick out of that. Yeah, Man, stay away. S, Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Same question, just this time around. Liverpool, uh, who hmm. are fresh off a seven nil drubbing of Manchester United, and I think I want Salah right now. I feel like I want to change Kevin to Salah.
1: Yeah, well it's easy after watching a seven 0 win against United to say that I want Salah on my team. Um like yeah, he is kind of get looking like he's kind of getting it back together like the team is mojo. front a little bit. Well we'll have to wait and see. Like, you know, they've they've still got that second leg game to play against Real Madrid, so that could mojo could very easily be uh, dented again. But um yeah, like that front three looked like they were clicking uh again uh Darwin and Gakpo link, linking up a couple of times, Salah doing his thing, and capitalising on mistakes from a poor United, United team that looked like they just kind of capitulated after the third goal went in. So, um, they've got a nice run of fixtures uh, left, if memory serves. I am um, I'll just double check that now while I'm here. But um, yeah, like he's definitely something, someone that you'd probably want to have in your team going down the stretch, and then, uh, especially in their quest for a top four.
0: Yeah, Trent's form is reasonable as well. Um, you know, he ha- hasn't justified the price tag the last few weeks. But he has recently picked up a few points. I just want to check his form. Uh, what's he got? A 6, 7, 6, 12, 6. That's pretty so, feckin' nice.
1: So the only thing I will say, on that after this Bournemouth game, their fixtures aren't really great. So, for example, they have a blank in twenty in Gameway 28. Not ideal. That's not good. They then play... They then play Man City away. Not ideal. They then play Chelsea away. They then play Chelsea away. Not great either, but not terrible. They then play Arsenal at home. uh, Tough. um, Tough fixture there. But then it it does ease up after that for the stretch, for the run-in. But Mm. you feel like those three games there, uh, and I forgot to mention that they play Man City and Chelsea in a double in Game Week 29, so that's going to be a massive (laughs) week for them.
0: Yeah, and then a tough fixture game, week 30. For those of you playing the long game, maybe it's time to get the Liverpool players. But um, my thoughts on Mohamed Salah have changed slightly, given the, the recent update. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we now go of that, to Barry with
1: sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, outside of that, I mean, Trent or Robertson, I don't know that I'd be going to buy one of the Liverpool cheaper defenders, maybe Allison even though I think he's still around that 6 mark or 5.5 uh, outside yeah, of Salah don't think I'd be getting would you, would you in regular would you be getting Gakpo or or Jota or Darwin hmm
1: it kinda of depends really, like, you know, I I personally wouldn't because like it, you're getting the short term game gain of a game against Bournemouth, but the long term pain of a blank in gaming twenty eight and then a really mm-hmm. tough double in twenty nine and then a tough game in thirty. So you're not really gonna see the benefit. I'd say if you have your free hit still available, wait until after those games and then see how they're looking and then maybe make a free hit and bring in Liverpool players then.
0: Um, um say so, you know, bring bring in Liverpool players for one week on a free hit or, 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 or are you referring to a wild card?
1: Well Yeah, no I, no no. Um yeah, or are, are you just totally it, un, on a... un,
0: un, unfamiliar with how the game works, Stephen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Getting it from um, all angles today, huh?
0: Okay, well, that's good information to have regardless that Liverpool's fixtures are absolutely fucking terrible, so maybe stay away for two, three game weeks, Uh, and then you'll have even more info, and you can go in with that. And then we're talking about Manchester City's fullbacks. Manchester City generally play with a back three at the moment, but is that forced? We we see, like, you know, whoever does the lineups on Sky Sports' little fucking thing, is hmm. the stupidest man in the world? Hmm. Did you see recently they had a back three, and then they had Walker playing centre defensive mid beside like Gundigan and you know then or whatever.
1: I wonder it had like well, Foden
0: and like someone else playing wing backs. Yeah, so the only they, thing they totally I can wrong. think,
1: the, I they are yes, but the only thing I can think is is that like the um map that shows their 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 most occupied positions because like city fullbacks do tend to push up into the midfield and almost kind of act as, as a, as an extra midfield player. But like, if it's a pre, if it's a pre-match lineup and he's putting Kyle Walker in center defensive mid, then he's an absolute moron.
0: It's, I, I, I believe it's just someone puts that, that image together and says, mm, look, Kyle Walker's in the team, probably playing center defensive mid. <laughs> <bit." laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're right. Yeah, look. Um, obviously Mendy has his ongoing um legal issues. Let's just leave it at that. Um, we've got Joe Cancelo out on loan. Uh, the recent news coming out this week is that Kyle Walker uh, might be potentially stood down for a while. Uh, there was an, an an incident at a a restaurant in in Manchester where after some uh, afternoon drinking, he apparently uh kissed or um. Uh, groped a uh, woman who is not his wife <laughs> so there's uh maybe a small bit of, of uh, drama going on around there that they need to solve um, so you're kind of thinking then is it uh, your 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 options then of fullback are rico lewis and sergio gomez rico lewis mainly a midfielder but has been deputizing there as of late sergio gomez isn't really getting the minutes um this season so you're kind of thinking is it is it Stones when he's fit? Is it uh, Ake at left back? Is it uh, Laporte and Diaz in the centre? Is it Le- Diaz and Akanji? It's just a bit of a mess. It's hard to say which um, defenders start.
0: Yeah, it's it's a different. Like you know, as I said, they are generally playing that three at the back. Generally, three centre backs or whatever. Akanji, Ake, Diaz, something like that. Uh, maybe. Yeah, Stones they've playing in the left, They've
1: been playing in Bruno Silva at. Uh, left back as well the last
0: few games left wing back or something. Sorry, Bernardo Early. Silva,
1: not Bruno Silva.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it has to be an issue. I mean, like, teams don't play games without fullbacks. That's that's very fucking strange. Uh, it's frustrating for fantasy owners to try and pick teams. But, like, yeah you, you look around the rest of the team for recognised fullbacks and they're they're not there. They went ahead and Saul put Cancelo out on loan. They would have been a fantastic pair to start. But why, why did he not just play Cancelo at right back every single fucking game? Why Why was that not the easy option to do? Why did he send him out on loan?
1: I don't know. And I think it's something that only Pep and Cancelo know. I, I, I think just uh, there was a bit of a fallout in the relationship between them. And I think Cancelo probably thought he was a little bit bigger than the team. And Pep was trying to make a point of that he's not. And then that's what's ended up with this whole kind of bust-up and then immediate loan out to Bayern Munich. Where in Bayern Munich, he's not getting a game. I think in the last, I was reading a stat, that he's played 160 minutes of the last 450 available minutes to them. Uh, He didn't play a minute in their game in the Champions League against PSG and... The director of football for Bayern Munich has had to come out and say that no no we have a good relationship with Joe and we're working with Joe and he, he's not where he knows he's not where he needs to be and we're working with him on that and but um, they're rumbling from the rumours are that they, they're not going to pursue um, him in the summer and they're going to send him back to Man City at the end of the loan and then you're kind of looking at a potential sale in in the summer, but it's so all be interesting to see where he potentially lands. But yeah, it's just been it's just been mad. I don't understand what's really happened to Joe in the last uh, three or four months to make him all of a sudden this bad.
0: Um, yeah, like it to me, it looked like just a lack of playing time. It looked like when he, you know, like did did he really produce that many bad performances? I don't really think so. Like it, but, uh, yeah, to me, it, it sounds like poor management or, or just, you know, like, player gets angry, moves on. It's a bit fucking strange.
1: Yeah, it is. It is uh, strange.
0: But, yeah, something, something to monitor a city. Like, surely a lack of fullbacks is going to impact them in the long run. Uh, we'll quickly go along to our bankers and outside pick, Steve, before moving on to the draft after that this week. You have Saka sure. in a number 1 but I think you were, you were thinking Salah might be the man for no, this job. No,
1: sorry, that's true. that's supposed to be Salah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Issues yeah, issues technical Salah, issues for yeah. no, for the reasons
1: that we talked. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh that's uh so
1: that's, that's the
0: um that... Haaland has been dislodged. Uh it was dislodged last week as well I think from his number 1 spot. Um Yeah, he he will always be my captain, I think. But reasons for concern, I wonder. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing to offer on that one, Steve.
1: No, no, you kind of said it. I've, yeah. Look, I, I'm, I'm conscious that I sometimes talk too much on these podcasts, so yeah. I was trying to see if just you'd, you'd further elaborate on that, but I've kind of already said everything I, mm. I needed to say around captains and things like that. So,
0: Yeah, yeah, we did, we did. The captaincy chat is basically the same thing as a banker pick, but number three then is going to be Rashford, who plays Southampton, who are very bad, but as mentioned, fighting to get out of relegation. Salah, and Rashford Saka won't make the list this week. He travels. Well, doesn't travel very far. He's going to take on Fulham. Um, well, yeah, interesting. Not many will bring in Salah, I suppose, with that difficult fixtures coming up. Yeah, and, probably uh,
1: not. But you know, if we're only judging it on a week by week basis, you know, he's probably the one you want to have.
0: Absolutely. My outside pick is going to be Daniel Ings of West Ham. Uh, he's going to face Aston Villa. And I think he's just a serial goal scorer. I think he's going to get the job done. Difficult to pick the outside picks this week. Kind of big teams facing small teams. Pretty obvious across the board. But he's You're going not going to gonna be call my him boy. by
1: his nickname on. Dings. Dings, yeah.
0: No, I'm calling him by his captain's name. <laughs> so, yeah. name.
1: I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, th-
0: I think. I I think. I'm gonna get a few posters met up saying things or maybe maybe eventually some newspaper will pay me for the rights to use it.
1: It's like uh it's like your chosen name when you're making confirmation dings. <laughs> 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 uh uh and then I've gone for Callum Wilson as my outside pick. Um we've had a bit of a debate whether it is or it isn't an outside pick, but I believe it is because Callum Wilson isn't playing very well. He scored one goal in his last six appearances for the side and Newcastle are, are very like dry on goals at the moment, so I have a feeling this is the kind of game where he kind of bounces back and, and gets a goal in this one against uh, a Wolves side that, um you know, is a bit um dry on goals themselves, but uh, they had a nice win against Spurs. They might be coming into this with a bit of confidence, so it'll be a nice one to see, see how it goes. Hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, Isaac or Isaac or however it's pronounced coming back to fitness it hasn't been the injection of goals that they wanted, No, definitely uh, not. Yeah, still a good season for Newcastle. It just seems to be kind of sputtering a bit. If they get back to form, Mm -hmm. we'll be straight on those fantasy assets once again. Uh, Finally, draft, Steve. We'll talk about it briefly. It's going very well for you.
1: No, it's
0: not.
1: No? No, no, it's not on. Uh, You (laughs) did know that before the start of the episode because you said you wanted to talk about draft, and I said I'd rather not, but I wouldn't stop you. Uh, Yeah, no, look, I've been getting absolutely shafted in terms of um, scores against me. Um, The guy I played with scored 70 for the first time since game week three. The guy before that scored 95 against me. The guy before that scored 70-something against me. The guy before that had had one of the highest scores in his season. So um, the last four or five weeks have been nothing but losses, and they've all been due to ridiculously high scores, and there's been not much I can do about them. So... You know, I I scored fifty two this week myself, which isn't a bad score and would have beaten majority of other people in the league or at least half. So, you know, what can you do really? Um, season's score probably over more. for me. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's a good good tip on. I'll try and remember that. I'll give. I'll tell. I'll give the lads that. Uh, Keep that one in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll put that in the back pocket and just save her for when I really need it. You know. Um. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you're making a bit of a playoff, playoff push yourself at the moment, On your you're just outside the, the last spot.
0: Yeah, so I, I was in 12th on 30 points, and then I went and won the next four. That puts me in eighth, um, tied, I think, behind on points. It's just the two owns here fighting out for that seventh spot. Thomas, I knocked out Thomas by beating him. Leaving him on thirty nine oh, points. Still, in ninth.
1: Thomas still has a decent team, and he could still definitely come back in it. He's definitely still in it.
0: Well, he is, he is, yeah, yeah. It's, but his form has not been great himself. And Cahill might be the two to drop out of playoffs. Um, yeah, he, he, he th- Thomas needs to get a few wins now to get himself back in there. Yeah, so, so the fight for seven places interesting. Like Connor Skeen's on forty eight. Hmm. You know, just second to 5th they're all tied. Four guys on forty eight. You'd imagine they're safe enough, generally teams with yeah. Erling Haaland and, and, and such. Um,
1: yeah, if you have Haaland in your team and you don't you make know. the playoffs, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, I think yeah, Hall- like Cahill the-
0: actually has Haaland, and I think he's, he's lost yeah. three of the last four.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's happened to him lately. I don't know if he's paying as much attention to his team. Hmm. But I suppose just for people who aren't aware of the playoff format, so it's kind of like an NFL style, so the first overall um, in the league when it after the regular season ends gets a buy and then you have um second place, seventh, uh, third place, sixth, fourth place, fifth and that's over 2 weeks and then uh depending on that results then it's first and the the winners of those fixtures then in the semi-finals for over 2 weeks and then the final then is over one game week, the final game week in game week 38 so the playoffs will start game week 34 with the final regular season game being game week 33. So, you know, what are we on game? We're coming into game week 27 now. So, you know, you're, it's getting it's getting pretty tight.
0: It, there isn't room for glue. It's rubbing ours tight. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it's kind of locked down at the same time. that Those guys on 48 points, they will need me to catch them. Like, I, I need two fixtures, plus I need points difference to get a win over them. So, you know let's say over four game weeks, if I win all four games and they lose two, that's still needed for them to lose out on the spot. And yeah, the eight yeah, point, yeah. points difference needs to go in my favor, which isn't very good for me at the moment. Um, yeah, I think if you're Paddy there on 37, season is close to being over. It needs to be a perfect season from here on out of any hope, I reckon. Yeah. Um, the teams at the top of the league and... don't tend to lose too much.
1: But it's interesting, and I think it's uh, it's nice to see different uh, people doing well this season. Like Herbert's come into the league, and he's up there. Look, like he's going to make playoffs. Connor Skeen probably looks like he's going to make playoffs. And Owen Dillon, I think, was in there before, but almost dropped out straight away because he had a strong start with uh, Bruno Fernandez that season when he won like Player of the Month for the first like four months of the season. Um. Obviously, Connell will be, probably be in there, and then there's a, like Cahill could potentially make it. Still, like you know, Thomas potentially make it. Like you know, nice to see new players getting the getting close to those playoff spots.
0: Yeah, Her- Herbert's team was actually crazy to start with. It had Foden and uh, Holland, and uh, he had a few really good defenders in there as well. But I looked at them more recently; it wasn't as impressive as I remember. So he'll be, he'll <laughs> that's be what I thought until he put ninety
1: five yeah. on me on.
0: Yeah. He'll be disappointed if if his team isn't really, you know, firing on all cylinders coming into the playoffs. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, de- de- definitely interesting. His first season, nice to see him up the board. Connor Skihan and John there would generally would fall off as the season goes on, but they're John, still here.
1: yeah. Forgot about John. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Hmm. I have to face... I think I play, like, Mark Gary, Paddy, Connell. I, I, I think I have, like, one or two easy games left, and then I really have to play... The best players in the league. Then all of a sudden, uh, except for Paddy, <laughs> he's a banana skin as a human, <laughs> not as a fantasy footballer.
1: Uh, no, he's a banana <laughs> skin purely because of his own luck. Like he, mm. he isn't a good fantasy player. It's just his luck that sees him through.
0: So I think I'll be looking around my league and trying to raid a few teams. Maybe Mark Gary could be confused into a slip up there. Give me half his players. Maybe Mitch should give me one oh, or two nice, nice guys. Oh, don't
1: make this my first test as commissioner. Don't make this a whole Ashley versus Harvey Barnes scenario, please.
0: <laughs> Gary's it's been in my going league so, as well.
1: It's been, it's been so, going so well till now. Like, don't do it.
0: Gary thought he was giving me the other Rashford. <laughs> 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 um,
1: oh, no.
0: So... Yeah, uh, it's, it's hotting up now. To be honest, I didn't pay a whole pile of attention to draft for the start of the season. It was more focused on regular, and now it's kind of switched and more focused on draft. Finally, looking at making a few trades, moving up the table. I do frustratingly have Kulazewski and Jared Bowen, who might get dropped. Uh, I certainly mm-hmm. will be dropping Emerson Royale, either for a Brentford doubler or Kanata, who I mentioned is available in my league it's hard to know what that Liverpool defence what to do uh, yeah yeah uh, and so you're you're. Uh, have you given up Steve what's your plan with your team
1: I haven't given up like I can still stop other people making playoffs like I'm still going to try and win as many games as I can but I'm just realistic in the position that I'm in that I'm not going to make playoffs so um. yeah like I'll still make waivers and things like that but yeah just you know I'm also just enjoying the, the scenery you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> just soaking it in.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you ever see that gif of Fernando Alonso just sitting on the jet, on the deck chair?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's ba- like that. Bottas does a bit of that now. He's going yeah. to take it in. Yeah. Uh, Okie doke. I think that's going to do it for episode 24 of the FPL jingle. We've kind of talked about a lot of fantasy footballing topics and I'm kind of tired of it now, so... Maybe we'll just stop.
1: I'm just tired in general alone. It's half half 12. (laughs) I'd like to go to bed. Way
0: past my bedtime. Uh, I think (laughs) the Premier League is actually on at reasonable hours for me this weekend. I think I can get games like 8 o'clock. So looking forward to that in Indonesia. Very good. Uh, So that'll do. If you want to get in touch with the podcast itself, you can do so on Discord. That'll be linked in the podcast description. You can look at us on Twitter that's where you can see some episodes when they go live. That's at the FPL Jingle or the website, fpljingle.com. Uh, that's about all you can do. Any last words, Steve?
1: No. Uh, good episode, on I liked your hustle. We'll see if you can uh, repeat this going forward, you know?
0: Probably not. Bye now. <laughs>
1: Bye, everyone.